0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Global, Global Roundup, Roundup with Jonah and Jiwan. Obviously, I'm Jonah, and I'm Jiwan. Yes, and we are the grad assistants here at the uh, Missouri School of Journalism's Global Programs Office.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I do a lot of the videography work here. Jiwan, uh, I'm
1: doing mostly on the social media things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Uh, We are really excited to be here with you guys on our very first uh, podcast slash web series that we're doing here. We're going to look at some of the programs that we offer here. And focus on the countries that we're sending students, Mm -hmm. because what's really cool about our office is that we send students abroad to many different countries in the world.
1: All over the world. All
0: over the world, and they get to do internships. They get to take classes at different universities, just, you know, regular exchange programs. Mm -hmm. But these are universities that have really good journalism programs, many of them. And so you get a chance to do journalism Mm -hmm. in a different language or at least in a different country. Yeah, um, and intern at d- many different you know different global companies around the world right know, so. so
1: we'd like to share like our cultural like experiences from our previous participants at the same time and introducing some culture fun facts
0: yeah yeah and what's cool is that obviously Jiwan is from South Korea I am so she already has kind of a global perspective because she's you know, not from this country. I'm. Yeah. I'm obviously I'm. <laughs> I'm mostly from this country. Like I've lived in the U.S. for a really long time, but I was born in England, and I've done a bit of traveling myself because I studied abroad in Finland during yep. my undergrad. So, so want what are some of the various countries that you've traveled to? Just we so get a sense of. I have
1: been to like obviously I'm from Korea, and I've been to Japan. I've been. And to you speak China. perfect
0: Japanese too.
1: I hope hopefully. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to like speak. proficient like proficient no japanese but yeah and i've been to china i've been to singapore vietnam malaysia and some of the european countries including the uk and france and obviously i'm here in the u.s
0: so you have really an amazing global perspective for us especially especially on the asian side obviously because i've never been to asia personally
1: Mm -hmm. It's a lot of it's a lot of fun that's, to visit there. Like, that's it's totally awesome. different. So you should visit one time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, my perspective is very kind of Eurocentric, I guess, because, uh, like I said, I've I've never been to South America mm-hmm. or Asia or Africa. So or, or Australia. So Africa. so when I put it that way, I don't feel very global, I guess. But I have so, yeah. been to many countries in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I was I was born in the UK, so I've been back there many times. I've also been to the Netherlands, Belgium, France, uh, where else? <laughs> I always have to remember. Well, I, and I studied abroad in Finland, so I also went to Norway and cool. Sweden and Denmark, and I really love the Nordic countries very much. Mm all the cool
2: places. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. So so all that being all that to say obviously this is the introductory episode so we just wanted to introduce ourselves and and let you know why we are at least like a tiny bit qualified mm-hmm. to speak on these kinds of topics. Yeah. We're going to focus on one country every episode. Um, we're going to give you kind of a, a little bit of an overview of the country itself. Some of them you will have heard of before, obviously, mm-hmm. and know a little bit about, but we're, we'll give you a bit of perspective on the country. We might give you a little bit of news from the country. Um, yeah. Fun
2: facts. Fun
0: facts, yes, yeah. definitely facts you may not have known about, mm. the, about the country. And then we're going to have a very special guest every time, where yeah. we're going to have very special, very special guests. Yeah. We're going to have a guest who has either studied in the country already Mm -hmm. or who is preparing to study in that country. So we'll hear a little bit about um, Mm -hmm. what their experiences either were in the country or how they're preparing to go there.
1: So if you're preparing for like going abroad, studying abroad, this is going to be the most helpful tool that you're going to use.
0: It it really is. It's going to really help you a lot, we hope.
1: So, Jonah, what is the topic for today's web series?
0: So, today's episode is about Spana. Spain. A.k.a. Spain.
1: So, our Global Programs Office has really cool internship program in Barcelona. So, we actually had an interview with a participant that has just went back to the U.S. after the internship. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we, like, he shared a lot of fun facts about Spain. So.
0: It is an incredible beach. Place oh. it is one of the best beach cities in the entire world because it's right on the Mediterranean. It's the largest city on the Mediterranean, mm. as far as I know, and it was voted the best urban beach city. Cool. So it has the best urban beach. So like beach by. So you can the get city. a
1: lot of like entertain- entertainments that our urban places mm-hmm. offer at the same time.
0: Yeah, Barcelona is really beaches. known as a as kind of a just a fun place. In the whole country, yeah. there's about 48 million people. So oh, wow. so that's quite a lot for a country that's only about twice the size of Oregon. Mm-hmm. That's that's about the size of it. Twice the size of the state of Oregon, or five mm-hmm. times the size of Kentucky.
1: Oh, wow. It's pretty much the same population with where I'm from.
0: Well, South Korea is an even smaller country, even, so yes, it's a very, very mm-hmm. densely populated, but, but we that's- have,
1: We have at least one thing in common. Do you know so, any Spanish words? See. Si. si. <laughs> You just said yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, so, my well my mom's actually a Spanish teacher so oh, cool. wh- but unfortunately not a whole lot of it rubbed <laughs> off on me because I haven't I haven't taken Spanish in a couple of years. So can okay, you teach me a little rusty. like
1: a little bit of how do I how how I'm introducing myself? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just like sure. starting off.
0: So right. I'm I'm sure you've heard the word for hello. It's just, Ola. hola. Hola, exactly. Yeah, most people know that. So, so if you want to say, my name is Jiwan, mm-hmm. you would say, me yamo jiwan. Me
1: yamo jiwan. Yeah. Me yamo
0: jiwan. Me yamo jiwan. And literally that means, I call myself Jiwan. Mm. But it means my name is.
1: Mm. So me is I, yamo is
0: called. Yeah, kind of. It's like it's reflexive. So Ooh. you're like, I call myself. So, the, the yamo means I call, and then the me makes it I call myself.
1: Mm, me I should be a Spanish
0: teacher. No, just <laughs> I, I should not. Anyway, but yeah, so <laughs> me llamo jiwan.
1: I know another word, like gracias.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, thank, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. very good. That's I'm sure cool. that won't be... I'm sure none of this is very helpful for, yeah, you guys for all know people actually this, going, because yeah. I'm sure you all I know all a lot know of Americans have
1: learned, like, Spanish yeah. in their high school or, yeah.
0: like, you know, American people usually go abroad, knowing a little bit, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of a culture shock going to a different country. Yeah. With that, um, I mean, I I went to Spain when I was 15, and it was really fun to try and speak all the Spanish, but it was still yeah. kind of scary. I
1: mean, for me, even though I'm not in, even though I'm not an American, I I usually expect that a lot of people abroad can speak English. Mm-hmm. So when I was visiting like France, I didn't actually speak any word in France. and it was it made it made me so hard to communicate with people right there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, you better know a lot of Spanish words if you if you're planning to go there.
0: Yeah, yeah, because cause some people will speak English there, but I mean, for one thing, there are some areas of Spain certainly mm-hmm. where people really don't speak English. Maybe, like yeah. it's it's be- always best not to assume that people mm-hmm. will speak your language and plus if especially if you're going over there like to study at their country it really is you know a bit more courteous to learn at least some yeah. of the language and that could be just enough to get by in like simple you know transactions at the store or just being able to introduce yourself and ask questions Great. of people so
1: yeah it's a good way to get to know more about local culture there mm-hmm. so
0: yeah and i mean this also goes for any countries that you're planning on visiting mm-hmm during or after your study abroad experience. Yeah. It really helps just to know at least a couple phrases in the language, mm-hmm. if not for your own sake, but also just so you can, in case you need to talk to anyone in the native language. Yeah, at
1: least like how to go to the toilet. Or yeah. Like, like, I'm so hungry. Like,
0: <laughs> donde esta el baño? <laughs> like is that the word? in
1: Spanish, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I should have learned that. <laughs> but
0: but if, it, so, yeah. How, how do you say where is the bathroom in Korean?
1: 화장실이 <laughs> 어디예요? <laughs> it's so I, high. I can tell you I can tell
0: you what it is in Swedish. It's var varligar toiletar.
1: Oh, okay. I heard the word toilet. Yeah. Varligar <laughs> toiletar.
0: Varliga Yeah. So that's so if you go to Sweden then we can help you with that. <laughs>
1: so this is like super useful web series.
0: <laughs> We're so helpful.
1: <laughs> to let everyone know how to say where is the toilet? <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. Maybe we can have a whole episode where we just. Oh yeah. Where is the toilet in various languages? Yeah. Anyway, um, we probably better stop babbling and uh, talking about stuff <laughs> that we don't know about. <laughs> All right. Now we are joined by our first guest we've ever had, uh, Lee Ratner. Yay. How are you doing, Lee?
2: I'm doing pretty well. Good to be back in the in the United States. Um, yeah, like you said, my name is Lee Ratner. Um. I'm on a, Currently a senior, going into my second semester uh, senior year at the University of Missouri. Um, I'm emphasizing in strategic communications and journalism school, um, and I just got back from my first semester abroad in Barcelona.
0: Awesome. So, what inspired you to go to Barcelona as your study abroad experience?
2: Yeah. Um, well, originally I was I came home over over some over the summer, and I was talking to my parents, and I was thinking wow, you know, I really wish I'd, I'd studied abroad. And um, my parents were like, well, go ahead, and do it. So I said, oh, well, all right, let's, let's look into it. Um, so I, I talked to some friends who had, who had studied abroad, and I've only heard great things about it. Um, and it, it just kind of led me to start looking more and more into it. And I realized it was something that I could really benefit from. Um, and, and it turns out I was definitely right about that.
0: What attracted you about Barcelona? Like, had you studied Spanish before or just really wanted to go to Spain?
2: Um, Barcelona, yeah. I mean, I, I took Spanish throughout high school, um, and I had some friends who had, who had spent a summer there, and I've only heard great things about it. Um, so, I mean, I was really considering the other programs as well. Like, originally, I was planning on spending a summer in Prague um, on the mccann Erickson program. Um, but then I i realized if you know what, I feel like I'm going to go abroad and kind of wish I'd spent longer longer time there. So um, I kind of looked into the, the longer term programs. And um, with Barcelona, it was really, I mean, obviously the, the weather was a big factor, um, being in a nice area. Um, but it was, it was really the culture that stood out to me. Um, I wanted to experience um, a new culture. Um, and, and you know, with Barcelona being in, in Catalonia, that they really have a strong sense of culture, and they take a lot of pride in their culture. Um, so that, that's really what, what stood out to me about Barcelona.
1: What was your favorite like cultural things in Barcelona? Do you have any like favorite things you did there? My favorite
2: cultural thing? Yeah. Okay, so, you know, in Barcelona, it's, it's part of Catalonia, which is they, it's separate from, from Spain in, in their eyes. So they have their all their own traditions, and they have their own food, language, and whatnot. Uh, so after getting to know some of the locals and making friends, they kind of helped me um, feel like a local myself. Um, so they they brought me to um, to meet fam- their families and I tried typical um, Catalan food, um, which is incredible. Um, I ended up uh, going to El Clasico, which is the Barcelona soccer football team versus uh, Real Madrid, so there's this really big tension because you have the capital of Spain versus um, really the heart of Catalonia, so it's more than just a football match, it's also this political thing, so I mean you really get this sense of pride that they feel there Um, but I mean as far as other cultural things um, they really like uh, to celebrate whenever they get a chance to, Um, so Uh, they have this festival throughout Spain called La Merce, and it's basically just this large street festival where they go and and celebrate who knows what, but um, they, basically they make all the museums free during the weekend, um, so it really attracts tourism and really allows an insight to the city. Um, So that was was a great weekend for me, that's probably one of my top weekends there. Um, But also just getting to know the locals and and getting to understand um, their their beliefs and whatnot—that was that was one of the most gratifying things for me.
0: Yeah. So tell us a little more about the Catalonian culture. Like, was it was the language barrier a, a factor?
2: Right. So the Catalan language is nothing similar to Spanish. Um, so there, but people in Catalonia they they'll speak. They know how to speak Spanish as well, obviously. But. Um, there's definitely um they definitely have their sense of of pride so if you go in and you kind of aren't really aware of of their culture they kind of might feel a little disrespected um but not like they would be rude or anything but if, if that's that's part of going to my advice is to to learn a little bit about the catalan culture and and what's happened over the years um with their culture and how they had it pretty much outlawed by when franco was a dictator there so um, the people were really friendly, and they love to teach about their, their culture. So as long as you ask questions, they are so happy to, to teach you and to tell you about everything. Um, I mean, so there's, there's not a real language barrier as long as you can converse in Spanish. But I mean, obviously, people there can,
1: for the most part, speak English as well. But, mm-hmm. but Spanish was the primary form of communication. So do you have any, like, words that you remember from Catalan that you've learned there?
2: Um, yeah yeah I mean well I'm, it, it's pretty, it's a pretty tough language so I, I I'm not an expert or anything but I mean I know um like uh do anj. that's that means like i I'm, I'm 22 years old <laughs> um, as opposed to in Spanish it would be like tengo veintidós años so I mean it's it's kind of similar but I mean for the most part it's it's completely different
0: yeah. Oh, cool. So what about the school where you were at? What, what? How was the schooling different than here at Mizzou? The
2: school was phenomenal. That was one of my favorite parts. Um, we we uh, had a couple different classes. So we had one history of Barcelona in culture class, which was phenomenal. Um, the teacher was, she's one of my favorite people I've ever met. I mean, she's more of this teacher. She, she treated us like we're just friends. Um, She's a typical Catalan person who just was really emphatic on teaching about her culture and whatnot. Um, I mean, that that really helped us adjust to to the culture there and to to really understand what was what's happened over the years and to really to really be able to fit in. Um, and in our program director's class, um, we I mean that was it was phenomenal. We she really had us had us in a different style of classes than what we were used to. It really wasn't just you know where you have powerpoints and you just are writing notes and just trying to memorize things. It was more interactive where she really wanted the class to be just a conversation about things that are actually happening in the world. So I mean that was a really practical class where it, like I said it really opens your eyes to what's going on in the world and, and she really forced us to form our own opinions about Tons of different issues, which was something that most teachers don't really have have you do. They're more trying to just teach you general knowledge, but she really wants wants us to form opinions and be able to, to express them. So that was that was a phenomenal course as well.
0: So what about Spanish culture in general? Did you find Spanish daily life very different than in the U.S.? I know they usually take the siesta and yeah, stay up pretty late different. at night and
2: and yeah, I mean it's it's definitely different, um, but say in a bad way I mean it's 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 different in the sense where the times of day where they eat so they wake up and breakfast is completely different like all they have is really a croissant and a cup of coffee and then they're on their on their way so I mean you can't really expect a big breakfast there um but you get used to it and then they have their what they call lunch around 11 a.m to noon then they have a, a bigger lunch which they call comida around 2 p.m then um sometimes they take their siestas <laughs> and um then they'll have what's called merendar which is just a snack that will be another another couple hours and then the thing that was really hard to adjust to was dinner um which usually at, at our residence starts at 8:30 at night um and goes till 10 p.m so the dinner they i mean you don't eat dinner at and I know here I'm used to eating dinner at six or seven p.m., but there you're eating it closer closer to nine o'clock at night, um, and that, that is pretty tough to adjust to. But um,
0: kind of sounds like my eating schedule as a grad student, honestly.
2: That was the same. So, but <laughs> so, so, so. so, um, I mean, like I said, it definitely it definitely takes a couple um couple weeks to get adjusted to. Mm-hmm. But once you get adjusted to it, it's completely normal. And um, the culture in general, Spanish culture, they're. They're very relaxed, non-judgmental. Um, it's a very just not in a rush in, environment where everyone's just kind of going about their business, and it's very just okay to do whatever, and as long as you are respectful and not not just being disrespectful. That's the main point. Um, yeah, I mean overall, like. Spanish culture is I I found it to be phenomenal and very accepting and welcoming as long as like I said you're respectful of, of the culture and and like I said earlier as long as you try and make an effort to, to learn the culture and adapt to it they're they're really receptive of that.
0: So what do you wish you would have known before you went to Spain so that other oh, pe- other students question. can um, get advice from you?
2: Yeah, I wish I would have known about their political situation um, because. Going there, I, one of the first things I learned is that they all, for the most part, know more about political system in the United States more than I even know. So um, it was it was a little, I wouldn't say embarrassing, but it was kind of a, a wake up call where I kind of realized people in the world they really take notice on what's going on in the world as a whole, mm-hmm. um, rather than what's going on inside their own borders. Um, so. One thing that we learned in our program director's class was about the political situation in Spain, and um, it was pretty—it's pretty interesting. And in being able to form my own opinion, political opinion, that was one of the most gratifying things there.
1: So, what was the most exciting and exciting part? And what was the most like? What was the hardest part of your internship?
2: Okay. Um, well, I'll start with the hardest part. Um, so, my first day. Well, I'll explain my internship. I. Um, I was kind of in charge of social media and um, I kind of helped them help this American football team uh, develop their business strategies. Um, so they were, they're this small local um, American football team and um, it's for it's for youth, they have, it's a really great organization um, and it was started by these four, these four guys who are just complete American football fans. They love American culture, and um, they they kind of set this up to try and spread American football throughout Spain. So they, they are in this um, Spanish fo- American Football League. Um, so basically what I did was um, I helped them with their social media. I tried to help them get more money um, because they don't have a lot of it. So I tried to help them get some sponsorships or um, get donations. Um, But one of the biggest challenges was on the first day I showed up, and I realized quickly how poor my Spanish-speaking abilities were, Um, and none of my employers knew English really, Um, and only a few of the kids knew English, so I kind of had to use them to translate for me. Um, But that also helped me to learn Spanish a lot quicker. but I had this misconception that everyone knows English, which is definitely not the case, especially mm. in Spain. Um, but the most exciting part um, about it was, I mean, I really look forward to going there every day because um, I just got really close with the, with the people there, um, with my employers, with uh, the, the people in the organization. I mean, i am still talking with them and it was really hard saying goodbye. I mean, these people like accept you and take you in as family, I mean, it, it was it was really hard to say goodbye, but it was a really a really heartwarming experience um, getting to know these people.
0: So, what would you say was the biggest challenge out of the in- entire trip? Was it the language barrier? Was the it challenge? the cultural barrier? What would you say? Or had well, let, well, let me ask you this: Had you been abroad before at all? I've been to Israel twice,
2: um, which was pretty different. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I would say the common denominator would be um, language. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's the obvious answer here, but I think it really people don't place enough emphasis on it. I mean, and were think were, that, were all your
0: classes in Spanish too? Um, not
2: not really. They were. It was, our teacher likes to just call it Spanglish, where you um, have a little yeah. a little here and there, a little mixture. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it was kind of in Spanish, kind of English. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was just she kind of just feels it out to, to do whatever she thinks you can understand the best um, but like I was saying um, if, if you can't understand what people are saying then you're kind of just standing in this country just wondering what's going on and you have no idea um, so I mean an emphasis on language is, is so important because um, when during our fall break I got to travel to five different countries and I went to France as well and Italy and before I went to Italy I had some Italian friends that I met there so I had them teach me some Italian and that completely changed my trip to Italy because I could kind of converse a little bit with people but it was the same thing where if you make an effort then people are really respectful and they're, they're just nice because you're making the effort to to not assume that, that everyone speaks English and whatnot. so I mean, to all the countries I went to, I would try to ask questions or be like, oh, am I saying this right, or how do you say this, or, um, you know, just not going there being like, hey, how are, you, how are y'all doing, and not, not like that at all. So, yeah,
0: that's definitely that's been thing. my experience, too, is that as long as you make some kind of an effort, people are usually very, yeah. like, very accepting of exactly. that. Exactly, it, so.
2: it's, it's really just the respect of making an effort that people appreciate. Um, mm-hmm. That was one of the, the biggest things that I found.
0: Is there anything else you want to say, just to... Piece of advice, advice to people going to Barcelona, or just like, mm-hmm. an, any like interesting you experiences you had.
2: Yeah, yeah. For, for advice, um, you know, for for sometimes you might you might be there, you might be a little a little afraid, you might be a little nervous of going out and interacting with people and just going out and exploring. But when, once you get comfortable and learn that these people are really accepting and it's an incredible city. I mean, Europe's an incredible place. Um, you really have to be able to use that, that fear that you might have to, to go and enjoy it. You have, to, you have to get past that and just, once you go out and explore and just enjoy the adventure, it makes everything so much better. Um, so obviously, I don't think you can go there and expect that you won't be nervous at all or, or hesitant because, I mean, you just have to embrace it. And just and just learn to just go with it and trust your gut. Trust your gut, I would definitely say. Um so yeah, that just trust your gut. That's my that's
0: my advice. Good advice. Yeah. All right, well Lee, thank you so much for joining us as our as our very first guest on thank Global you. Roundup. We I really pleasure. appreciate you you sharing with us. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the inaugural episode of level roundup with G1 and Jonah yeah or is it Jonah so and G1. I can't Jonah never remember G-Wan, G-Wan and jo- be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes we'll put the link in the video description below uh, so you can hear our lovely voices on uh, <laughs> iTunes as well on your uh, favorite device whatever that may be Yeah. Um, and
1: if you want to learn more about our programs you can visit our website here mm-hmm. to get to know more about our programs
0: Yeah, because we really do have a lot of great stuff yeah. to offer uh, journalism students in the journalism school at Mizzou there's really a lot of stuff you should take advantage of mm-hmm. so we encourage you All to so check exciting. that out and we're going to end today with a very special song that we mentioned earlier. Not that we're going to sing. Don't worry. No. No.
1: Yeah, we're not a good do singer. do not want to hear that
0: <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. So please enjoy the Spanish National Anthem. I'm Jonah. I'm G1. And thank you for joining us on Global Roundup. This episode of Global Roundup was produced by Jonah McKeown and G1 Choi. And our executive producer is Drew Dumas. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube, and we'll see you next time on Global Roundup.